Are you living inside of the what if or the what is? Living in the present moment is important, yet impossible, if we are consumed by overthinking. A person who spends all their time thinking will have a hard time growing and improving. Don't get me wrong, it is important to think and analyze, but at a certain point, that thinking holds us back. At a certain point, we lose the what is and live entirely inside the what if. My name is Ethan Jewell, and welcome back to Feel Your Feelings. I've spent far more time than I'm willing to admit just overthinking. Overthinking job interviews, family events, seeing people, poems, songs, podcast episodes, and general life. If thinking too much was a sport, frankly, I would be a top-notch athlete. Unfortunately, overthinking does not get us trophies, it does not get us on a pedestal, and instead, it leads us down a miserable path of anxieties and worries. This is no way to live, and I believe that living in the right now is the most important thing that we can do for our mental health. So join me, and let's think about why we overthink, the effects and the downsides that it brings, and what we can do in order to fight the beast that is overthinking. So why do we overthink? If we break it down to its core, it really stems from an evolutionary urge to examine all possible outcomes for survival. I mean, think way back in the day when a caveman wanted to leave his cave to go hunt, he would naturally be thinking of any and all dangers that could be waiting for him. But unfortunately for me and you, this has led to anxieties that plague us whenever we leave the house. Instead of looking for the tiger that could eat us, we are watching for potentially traumatic or painful situations that could hit us at any moment. Instead of it helping us survive, it actually hinders us from thriving. However, this instinctual explanation of why we overthink can only take it so far, so let's look a little deeper. Sanam Hafiz, a neuropsychologist in New York City, explains that when you are overthinking, the brain attempts to reduce your anxiety by cycling through possible scenarios and attempting to predict what will happen. So whenever we are unsure, whenever we are anxious or we are scared or just don't know what will happen, we, we start the cycle of overthinking to try to analyze every possible outcome. It places us into a state of hypervigilance. This can stem from a place of hurt or being traumatized where our brain will naturally try to protect us from further traumas. As a result, we are placed into this hyper-aware state of being. In this state, we are constantly thinking about what others say, what they do, what could happen, what we're doing, what, what, what we need to be worried about in order to try to avoid future hurt, in order to try to take control. This leaves us living in the future instead of enjoying the present moment. We are looking at the what-ifs instead of the what is. When you feel as though you don't have control, you begin to worry. You begin to not know exactly what is happening. We naturally want control, but some of us become obsessed with knowing what is going to happen. We become obsessed with analyzing potential scenarios. I know I've been through this so heavily in my relationships, in my personal life, with my career. 
instead of simply letting life flow and letting life run its course as we should, I try to control every single aspect. And you just can't do that. I mean, you might be thinking, so what? It seems perfectly fine to live inside of the what if. It seems fine to be prepared for unpredictable scenarios. However, overthinking does a lot of hidden damage beneath the surface. I know it seems like analyzing situations, people, or circumstances would allow you to calm certain fears and anxieties. However, overthinking does quite the opposite. Some studies show that thinking too hard about stressful events can lead to anxiety and depression over time. Over-examining every outcome does not give you a sense of peace, but instead overwhelms you with everything that could be. This distress, restlessness, and constant attention to detail is exhausting and can cause more mental health issues long-term. Depression and anxiety feed from a brain that is thinking too much. You are not gaining more control by thinking. Instead, you are losing it, and you are losing the ability to take action. Overthinking also leaves us feeling stuck. When we overanalyze every potential outcome of a situation, we experience information overload, which makes our decision that much more difficult. We become paralyzed with all of the what-ifs instead of moving forward. I know I experienced this with my mental health for years. I always wanted to do something to improve my depression, but I found myself overanalyzing my recovery. I knew I had to do something, but I kept thinking too much about what I needed to do and how I needed to improve. You see, the problem with overthinking is that our mind can almost always come up with another worry question. That worry question will then keep you where you are. You will be so concerned about the what-ifs and where you could end up in a negative way that you will never take action to begin with. For me, this led me to be overwhelmed by all of the options, worried that I wouldn't make the right decisions, and I ended up not making any progress at all. For me, more thinking meant more suffering. Overthinking causes us to suffer twice. When we overthink something, we are setting ourselves up to potentially suffer multiple times. Think about it like this. If you're overthinking a job interview or a date, you are already living in the future and already going through all the emotions that may come with that. If you're overthinking something going wrong, you're already placing yourself inside of a world where things do go wrong. You are already undergoing the suffering that could come with that circumstance. By thinking, what if the job interview goes wrong? What if I mess up during the date? You are already leading yourself down the path of anxieties and worries about something that hasn't even happened, a circumstance that doesn't exist. By working to eliminate overthinking, you are making sure you suffer the least. That should be a goal in all of our lives, to suffer the least amount possible, to go through the least amount of pain possible. By eliminating, or more realistically, reducing overthinking and living in the future, we are able to ensure that we don't suffer more than necessary. We can ensure that we live in the moment. Living in the moment is a good way to truly soak up life. It's how we ensure that we are present in order to have impactful experiences and make lasting connections with others and ourselves. This cannot exist 
if we are so tangled up in a web of thoughts that we get torn away from the present moment. So what can we do in order to fight the complicated battle that is overthinking? Well, a lot of solutions come from having a healthy relationship with your thoughts. The first thing I'd immediately suggest is therapy, specifically CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. The entire purpose of this therapy is to literally rewire the way we think about things and have our brains work in a healthier way. By engaging in this kind of therapy, we can ensure that we handle our thinking patterns in practical ways. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't think about situations, circumstances, relationships, feelings, and emotions. You absolutely should. Examining and thinking about parts of our lives is what makes us human. However, it's only useful when it is done in a healthy and progressive way. When we can observe our thoughts and take action in a logical way. There is no productivity, there is no gain when we are consumed by thoughts and torture ourselves over potential outcomes and tragedies that have yet to happen. You must work on becoming an observer and philosopher of your thoughts, not a victim to them. I do recognize the unfortunate fact that therapy is not available for absolutely everybody. There are options. I would highly recommend looking into what is available around you, but there are other actions that we can take. I always recommend mindfulness, meditation, and taking moments of silence and sitting with your thoughts. By doing this, you allow yourself to become familiar with your thought patterns and engage with yourself in healthy discourse. That should be the goal. Think about it like a conversation with yourself. There is no healthy dialogue when your thoughts are messy, unorganized, angry, chaotic, and filled with what-ifs. By sitting with your thoughts and talking to them in a healthy way, you can accept certain anxieties as facts of life, understand potential outcomes, and approach situations to the best of your ability without being consumed. You can determine what thoughts are useful to you and what thoughts are simply going off on their own and trying to disrupt you. You can accept and move on. This is an incredibly healthy and necessary application of mindfulness and self-awareness. Engage in practices of mindfulness, such as meditation or deep breathing, to bring your focus back to the present moment and calm an overactive mind. Ask yourself if your current thoughts are productive or if they're a product of your anxieties. Then, hold on to what helps you and let go of what hinders you. Challenge negative thoughts. Ask them questions. Often, if I'm having an anxious thought, I will go down a line of questioning to try to get to the root of it. Let's say I'm overthinking a project I'm working on. I'll ask myself, why? Well, because I'm afraid that other people won't like it. Why? Well, because I, I care what other people think of my art. Why? Because I want my art to be accepted by others. Why? Eventually, I'll get to a question that I can't answer, and I'm often able to debunk my own overthinking. I want to remind you, I'm not a doctor, psychologist, or a mental health professional. I can't give you some research-verified method that has a guaranteed success rate. However, these have worked for me. These practices of awareness and mindfulness and challenging my overthinking have helped me in my battle to calm my racing thoughts, and I'd be willing to bet 
that they can help you too. So take that deep breath, examine those thoughts that you have and take control of what you can. Learn to accept that you can't control everything and that's okay. Life isn't about control. If we could control every single aspect of our lives, we wouldn't have the unique experiences that make us human. If there wasn't unknown, there would be no challenge. There would be no excitement. Allow your lack of control to exist. Allow those anxieties to exist. Allow your overthinking to exist. But don't hold on to them. Don't let them control you. If unchecked, our overthinking can ruin our ability to make decisions, and it can ruin our own perception of ourselves. So please, practice, learn, and grow. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. If you need help feeling your feelings, please check out my music on all platforms under the name of Ethan Jewell, and I almost guarantee it'll make you cry. I'm currently coming out with new music that I learned how to sing for. I literally spent the last year learning how to sing for them. So please go check those out. Also, shoot me a message on my Instagram at jewelboy with an I underscore and let me know what you thought about today's episode. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for learning that your thoughts do not have to define you. And as always, thank you for feeling your feelings. I'll see you next time. Thank you.